0: Hello and thank you for joining us on Hearthcast episode number 226 for Patch 5.4. Our topic. For this episode is Rating, Etiquette, and LFR. And now, from the excellence in Podcast Studios, it's time for another episode of
1: Hearthcast.
0: This is Root, and I play a Goblin Warlock.
2: And this is Freckleface, and I play a Goblin Hunter. We are a podcast covering the World of Warcraft Universe. Coming up at episode number 226 of HearthCast, we're going to give you some simple rules to get the most out of your Looking for Raid experience. We disclose the one item that you need in your bags to get extra loot and what to do with that loot. Demonic Rick is going to stop by to give us his unique insights on raid etiquette. And stay tuned after the show for an all-new Aspect of the Daddy. So, hey, Root! Hey, Freckleface! How's it going? It's going great! What's new in your week in the World of Warcraft?
0: Oh, man, I had a fantastic weekend. Holiday weekend. And I made the most out of it according to uh, WoW. Anyhow, I got my druid through LFR uh, Siege of Wargumar, which was a goal of mine. And uh, that was fantastic. And it's kind of the basis of the uh, main topic we have for this show uh, today because of the raid leader that we had there, the guy who kind of took control and, and led us uh, through this Siege of Wormar Raid. It was the last part of it. It was the uh, the uh, the underhold, underbelly. I forget what the heck they call it. Underhold. Last... Yeah, that part. Uh, so that's kind of the basis of, of, of what he did. This is kind of the basis of our topic for today. Um, what else happened? Um, man, I was flying around. Doing some mining on Dark Roast, you know, because he's an engineer and I wanted some more ghost iron. And I was like, you know what? Let me go check out, you know, the um, those mines. What are the Greenstone Quarry over there in Jade Forest? And I went down there and let me go check it out because that's where the, the ancient Pandaren mine pick spawns.
2: The one that gives you jewels sometimes when you mine?
0: Gems, or I guess jewels, yeah. Really? Yeah, but yeah. It's very rare. It's, technically, I don't really think it's worth it, but it's kind of a see? neat thing to yeah. have, you know? Yeah. So, but I went down there and I'm like, yeah, I'll give it a shot, see what's down there. I went, there it was you just sitting there.
2: So you have it on two different characters.
0: Yeah. So yeah. That's kind of not
2: fair. Why not? They're I don't both know. both minors. So is my hunter? No. I don't have it. Well, go down there. Well, I have.
0: We'll go down again. <laughs> I
2: don't want to.
0: <laughs> it might be there. That's all I'm saying. Before, it used to be very, very heavily camped. Oh, right. And so the, the probably the spawn rate was very, very, well, it was the same, but it was probably always taken by somebody. So, just give it a shot. Uh, it's probably there. I mean, I had literally zero. I mean, walk down there, it was. Same spot my other one was, too. So Interesting. Yeah, and it was a lot easier than the it because I kind of went down there in stealth and ran. You know, yeah, so. stealth
2: makes everything easier. It does. Yeah. I was
0: kind of happy with that. Oh, uh, what else is going on here? Um, oh, my warlock. Uh, root, my warlock. Uh we're doing a lot of stuff, good based on we'll talk about that here in a sec after your segment. We'll talk about what we did based on your fantastic episode last week. Uh, but I checked my reputation and realized that I was exalted with uh, dominance offensive. Okay. And I was like, I think I'm missing a mount, so yeah. I went down to the quartermaster there. Sure enough, mount. The, oh, awesome! And it's a really cool armored uh, wyvern, werven. Right. Thing. Uh, he's really cool looking. Yeah, he is. So I picked one of those up. That was kind of, it's one of those things I always forget, like always check your rep because you, and and go look what rep rewards you get. And you'd be surprised sometimes because there's things you do, you become exalted and it happens so fast because of bonus reps and turning stuff in that you get a reputation with somebody and it could be bonuses or rewards waiting for you that you just go get. Like a mount, you know, sometimes it's old and antiquated like gear that you don't need, but uh, this one was a mount so that was kind of cool. Then, I headed up to Dalaran. Was happening at Northrend for some other stuff, and I was in Dalaran because that's where I, I poured into. And uh, I was like, "I'm gonna go check out the sewers because I wanted to fish up some magic eaters."
2: That's where you get the underbelly from. The what? That's what the sewers is called, the underbelly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, that's probably why I said yeah. That, right? Okay, so <laughs> I was like, "What underbelly? What are you talking about?" I know I've put on some weight, but come on, <laughs> <laughs> I'm working here, yeah. so. <laughs> So I go in there and I want to fish up these magic eaters, because the magic eaters have a they're a fish. And I used to always send them to you, and I don't know why I used to send them to you, because they actually have a chance of turning you into stuff. Right. And I didn't I guess I didn't read that. And I was just like, I don't know why it well, is. Well, you
2: don't deal with the cosmetic stuff usually. Yeah. It's You're actually, only just now getting interested in this. Oh, uh, that's
0: probably what it was. I'm like, I don't know. You, you kept like, why are you sending me these? I don't know, because I'm fishing them up, I don't know what to do with them I'm I'm send them to you. That was my answer to everything. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this and it's freckle face. So <laughs> I'm down there and I fished. I fished up a bunch of these magic eaters, which apparently go for a really good price in the auction house too. By the way, oh. side tip:
2: now they do. Now they, they do used the to rat. be vendor trash oh. money.
0: Well, they're going pretty well now. Oh. Anyhow, I fished up the giant sewer rat. Aww. Oh. So I got. You got a new
2: pet. Yeah, I got a new pet. You made and I got an new new achievement. What's you and name? Him? I
0: didn't know I could name him. Sure you can. Oh okay. I just learned it, so it wasn't in my bag. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's, you can go in your pet journal. You can name all your pets.
0: Oh, I think I might have known that. I don't know. Uh, so my sale's going good. Midsummer fire sale.
2: Oh, your clearance sale? Clearance? Yeah. Yeah, it's
0: going pretty well. Made about uh, close to three k on that so far. Nice. And it's just, it's nothing major. It's just going through and like, I would keep materials going, you know, one day I'll have a stack of these and I'll sell that right, stack. Right, 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 right. You, know, you know what's crazy, and this always amazes me, is uh, Tome of the Clear Mind, which you can buy off of any, any vendor. Okay. Including your mounts, like the... the, 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 the the elephant mount, okay. The tundra, you know, the people the spawn. Yeah, the mammoth. They spawn it. People can get to repair. Right. And you can buy this tome of the clear mind right there. Right. It sold for like four gold a pop on the auction house, which <laughs> is like it.
2: it always amazes know. me. People <laughs> buy milk for like five gold.
0: Yeah, well, milk it's of milk. Well, I can understand that when it's part of a recipe or part of an achievement, like during Christmas yeah, and stuff for, like 30
2: that. Thirty silver. Yeah, but people. Yeah, well. it's the same thing.
0: Okay, well, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. It's probably the same thing. So. Yeah, summer shells going great. Close to three k on that, and it's just like as I said, just head headin' around the bank, cleared up. You know, bunch of bank spi- space. How you I cleared up a bunch of bank space <laughs> for some nanners. You we know, fried nanner sandwich in the banks now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, I did, right. did do that. Uh, that's cleared up. That's cool. I'm enjoying that. And V E M uh The replacement that demonic Rick mentioned a couple weeks ago for uh, DBN, right? The voice enhance uh, mods. I've been reading with that, and it's really cool. It like tells me stuff before my raid leader tells me stuff. Nice, and I like that because I'm able to anticipate and move. You know, like it's just great. I'm a little scared because I saw on the author's website that they uh, they may not be supporting Warlords of Draenor. Oh, so that would be a, that'd be a, a hard one to swallow, but. uh
2: Sometimes the popular add-ons can get somebody to take it over. Yeah. Depends on if they do that or not.
0: Yeah. So what about you? What's been going on in your week in the world of Warcraft, Freck?
2: My warlock is level 80. Woohoo! Malaria? Malaria. Oh, great. Level 80, yeah. Uh, Been leveling really slowly with her, but just uh, doing wrath dungeons. I've been bored, you know?
0: Do you have, like, all your heirloom gear? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just casually leveling her? Casually leveling her, yeah.
2: And I copied my Gnome Rogue over into the beta. Oh, yeah. Now, my Gnome Rogue, I don't play her much anymore, but she is still my favorite character because she's the one that I first made. She's the original Freckle Face. She has all the toys, so like there's no way I'd ever get rid of this character, right? Sure. So I copied over the beta just to see what she would look like because, you know, they're upgrading the Gnome models. Right. So different. I'm having, like, a hard time dealing with this. Really? Really.
0: Well, you can turn on the old model.
2: That's beside the point. I mean,
0: okay.
2: one thing I did like, I mean, I logged in and I ran around. I do like the way her pigtails bounce up and down now. That is <laughs> super cute. Right. Okay, I really like that. And uh, I took a screenshot comparing the old model versus new model, and I posted yeah. it in a few different places. Yeah, I saw that. And they just made the eyes so huge. It just it completely changes the look. Completely. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the gnomes now, they have various eye shapes. They have round ones. They have almond ones. Uh, there's just a variety to the faces. And it might be just what's in testing now is basically one version of the face, and they're going to release more. But they all have these really, like, buggy eyes. And I just, I can't decide if I like them or not. They look kind of like anime characters. Which I don't like, but at the same time, they do look more like a mythical creature rather than just like a short human. So, I don't know. I've been staring at the screenshot side by side just trying to get myself used to it, you know?
0: Can you wear glasses? Or some kind of helmet? wear
2: a helm, yeah. Well, sure. you like
0: your ponytail, so you wear a helm. Sometimes that goofs yeah, up the ponytail. Yeah. But if you wear like a pair of goggles, transmog your helmet into the goggles.
2: True. I have not tried that. Um, The nose looks a lot better, looks more round. Um, mm. A lot of the textures back in the old stuff, they're very triangular shaped. Like, for example, if you go into Dunmore and you go look at all the bunnies. The bunnies are not soft and round looking. They're very, like, angular. Hmm. And it's the same with the gnome faces. Like, their noses are at a really sharp angle. So they rounded them out, made them cute, made their lips, you know, kind of puffy and pouty and cute. And they changed their body frame, which I have mixed feelings about. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
0: you're the one that
2: pointed out the thigh gap, right?
0: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for mentioning I pointed that out. Okay, I I'm sorry. That. I'm sorry. But
2: it's like, <laughs> the problem is, okay, like the, the thigh gap, like whether or not your thighs touch. It's a thing. It's it a, a thing. Th- I know. That women will often use as some sort of measuring stick. To determine whether or not they are, quote, skinny enough.
0: Oh, I didn't know that was a measuring it's stick. It's a thing. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a
2: thing. Apparently, it's like, there are circles where if your thighs touch, you're just a fatty make fat fat.
3: <laughs> so, <laughs> okay.
2: So, they, they took the gnomes from having, like, now yeah, they're kind of, like, stocky looking legs. and normal looking legs. Now they're all, like, arched out and skinny looking. And also, I noticed that the bust is, like, lifted up. And they, I think they're a little bit smaller. I'm not quite sure. Just looking at it from the front, they seem to be positioned a little higher.
0: I notice that.
2: I know. You don't. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I noticed the eyes, and I did notice the, as you eloquently put it, that gap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Like.
0: Well, they can ride mounts better.
2: I guess. I guess. But... <laughs> That was something I, I've kind of appreciated about the WoW characters. They don't tend to go with that stereotypical stick-thin frame, you know. Right. They're not afraid to let the women have a bit of a, you know. Curvature. Curvature to them. That's yeah. right. Like the dwarves. I love the dwarves. Yeah. It's like if they're going to do that to all their models. Make him all skinnier. No, I don't no. know. Ooh. I don't know. No, so.
0: I don't see him doing that at all. But we'll see.
2: We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I, I'm glad that I'm going through this now because I think that would just really distract me. I well. would just like sit there and like <laughs> stare at my character, going, "Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to do with you? <laughs>
0: I don't want to play with you. <laughs> Where's my character? That's awesome.
2: Yeah." Um. So last week, you know, I talked about the the vanity items that you can get that change your appearance.
0: Yeah, heroes in disguise is episode number two hundred twenty five of Hearthcast.
2: Which I don't know about you, but it prompted me to go out and actually get some of these things.
0: It did before we even did the show. If you remember, I started looking at the notes, and I I actually got back into the game after I saw your your show notes, and I was like, I gotta I gotta go check this out. And I went and I got the 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 uh, Scottie's coin of good luck okay yeah.
2: yeah and that that's from a mob that's always up though yeah yeah so that wasn't difficult no did you get anything else
0: i certainly did um i went back and i've got my fur blog staff um
2: for bulg th- <laughs> did i say blog i sure <laughs> yeah. did
0: um i got that one pretty quick that was easy uh i went into uh fellwood uh, i talked to a fur bulg i don't even <laughs> want to say that word I-, I talked to one of those guys and went in, uh, talked to a, a, a talking tiki. Right. Uh, he made me dance.
2: Isn't that quest cute?
0: Okay. Um, here's the weird part. So, uh, Wowhead, I had that open up uh, in the background. And I have ads enabled for Wowhead because oh. I'm nice. I want to make sure they get their... Sure. You know. Uh, they have uh, ads that play music on Wowhead and mm. talk. Mm-hmm. And so right at the time that I started dancing for the, the Tiki, some weird music started playing. And so my initial thought was, WoW has some really strange music. It's <laughs> like current music. This doesn't make any sense. Why am I dancing?
2: Playing Beastie Boys? Yeah. What's going <laughs> on?
0: And then I realized there was an ad on there. So I, I no longer have ads enabled for...
2: See, I, I see that message. Please whitelist. And it's like, I want to... But the times I've done that, where I've left the page open, it, it will randomly start blaring an ad right. out of nowhere. and that
0: that that's my that's my cutoff point. If you're going right. to play music, I am not going to have your ads. No, in no, 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 But anyhow, so I go in and I kill the do do the quest. You know, I'm doing the quest, kill these number of people, whatever. And then it was, uh, hey, if you want to get more rap, uh, I really want these feathers. Sure. So I just went back in there, and it was. In fact, I did get some people probably a little mad at me who were trying to do other quests. Yeah. And so, well, one guy I grouped with, another guy I just got mad and left, but I was just like running through and killing.
2: <laughs> you didn't go to winter, Spring at all? No. Oh.
0: No, I was just running through kill, kill, and by the time I'd make the circuit all the way around, they'd respawn and run, kill, kill. I just I had a little pattern, and I was there for like an hour, maybe less. Oh, okay. And I would wait till I had like 25, 30, and then go turn a bunch in, and I was like, okay, and I was done, like I said, in about an hour. And then the hardest part was uh, finding that stupid person in the tunnel. Because when I did talk to them, the first time I talked to them after I had reached the exalted whatever state it had to be,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I went and I talked to the guy and nothing, and nothing for me. Oh, weird. He even told me like I, I don't want to talk to you, warlock or something. I was like, and that's when I asked you. I'm like, well, this person was supposed to. You're like, yeah, this person's like. Then went back and talked to him, and then I was fine. That's weird. So, yeah, it was kind of strange on that one, but that was cool. It's it's neat. Um, turned into to one of those guys, the fur bulgs. It's kind of fun because a lot of people don't know about it. And you're like, whoa, where'd you get that? Yeah. So that was cool. Um, I did return back to Vashir, and I got Bergie Blackheart's handsome hat. He's a little. Uh, the pirate, pirate. The pirate gnome. Yeah. That's
2: awesome.
0: Um, he's a rare spawn over there. And rare uh, in those days meant rare. Sure. So it's not like the rare of today. He he took me a while to get. You know, I had to go back and check on him and try. We checked on him for three days on and off. And uh, he was there one time. Easy kill, obviously, no big deal. And the cool thing about his hat is all you do is equip it and it turns into him. You don't have to wait. You don't have to use it. You just equip the hat and boom, you're him. And then you de-equip the hat and boom, you're not him. You can mount. And he's actually bigger than a gnome. I'm sorry, he's actually bigger than a goblin. And if I'm mounted and then I use the hat, my mount gets bigger too. And a little bit translucent, which is kind of fun. Oh, that's neat. So he's kind of cool. Uh, and then I finished up the rep for the, uh, puppy dog people.
2: Frenzy Heart. Frenzy Heart. Those guys. Yeah. yeah
0: that, and I got the Disgusting Jar. That took me three days of dailies. No, nothing major. hmm I was a little disappointed because there's no other way to get rep except to do those dailies. Right. But you get three dailies. And so...
2: It's the same with the oracles.
0: So three days. Got yeah. that. And you only have to be... You don't have to be exalted with them. You have to be, um... Revered. Just, yeah, revered. Yeah. Um... To switch factions on there, you need to go kill a guy. And that this was the hard part of all the things. It was the hard part. And not that he was hard to kill. It's just that uh, with my pet, I killed him too fast. Oh. So I had to wait for him to respawn because I didn't get the secondary quest because he, my pet killed the other guy. I killed the Archmage whatever, whatever his name is, or Arch, whatever the guy's name is. And he basically has um, one of the Frenzy Heart and one of the Frog people, Oracles, Oracles. Uh, on a chain. And what you do is you kill the opposite of the faction you want to go, you know, rap. Align
2: yourself with, yeah. Right, so
0: you leave the one you want to align yourself with alive. But my pet went and killed so fast that I, and a lot of times with warlocks, if your pet kills, you don't get credit. Right. So I was like, eh, stupid pet. Or demon, if you will. So I had to wait for the guy to respawn, and that ten, you know, like five minutes to respawn. And uh, killed him again, and this time I had my pet off, so I was able to slowly kill him. <laughs> Enjoy the kill. And that uh, was cool. It was fun. I'm glad I don't want to go back and uh, catch more chicken.
2: Okay, so you were...
0: Oracles. Oracles. Yes. You switched. Switched.
2: How long did it take from a switch to get to Revered? Three days. Okay, just three days. Yeah, three days yeah. of
0: dailies. Uh, three da- Yeah, three dailies a day. There's a chicken and two other dailies you get. You pick up the chickens every day. got to go check, uh, catch 12 chickens, and it's annoying. You get a little net that you can throw over, and that's uh-huh. when, you, if they're in a group, they'll they'll catch all of them. You got to go click on all of them, but you don't have to use a net. You can just click on them if you run them by. Oh, okay. But they move fast, so it's not the yeah. easiest thing to do. It was more annoying. Uh, the other ones were, you you go and you kill 30 uh, Frenzy Heart guys. Well, you can one-shot them with your lowest spell right? At, at this level. So you're literally just running through. I didn't even loot them. You just ran through. And it tells you, yeah, go drink this potion. Go make this potion and then drink this potion. It'll make you strong and you can go. You don't have to do that. You just skip right on there and kill them. What about you?
2: Well, see, I had decided on one of the items as well. But here's where I got the hang up, right? I was also aligned with the oracles, but I was revered because you only need to get revered to buy the jar and the egg. And after that, I had stopped because at level, those dailies are super noxious. And tedious, you know. Like you said, there's only three, so you have to keep going back there. So I had just quit at revered. So I never got the achievement. I kind of decided, you know, I kind of want to get the achievement for getting exalted with the oracles before I switch over, and that way I never have to worry about going back and doing it again. Sure. So that's what I'm doing first. Then I'll switch over the frenzy heart, and then I'll get up and I'll start buying the jars.
0: Makes sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, but I had also gotten the, the Firbolg staff. Uh, I did more quests, I think, than you did. I did uh, some Summon Felwood and then moved to Winter Springs. Yeah, was,
0: yeah, for me, it was just something to do. I mean, I really wasn't doing anything else. It was, you know, holiday weekend, and I had some time, and it was just it was kind of fun. Yeah. So whenever I go through and I one-shot people like that, I always flash back to a scene from Star Wars. With Anakin as a teenager, when he goes and he finds his mom with the sand people. Okay. And then he comes back and he's talking to Padme and he's like, I killed them. I killed them all. The younglings, everybody, you know, it's just like, that's (laughs) how I feel. Like, I'm just walking there like,
2: ah, killing everybody (laughs) you know. So. What kind of evil?
0: Yeah, a little bit, but yeah, I'm a warlock, it's okay. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I feel my wrath, yeah. (laughs) So.
2: Well, the other item that I got this week uh, was the, the archaeology item, the blessing of the old god.
0: Well, that's cool. That's the one that turns you into the big cockroach.
2: Yes, kiraji. Yeah, I guess that yeah. cockroach. <laughs> it does not last very long. It doesn't? No. Oh. It's like, I don't know, 10 seconds. Really? Yeah. Uh. Yeah.
0: It's a little disappointing.
2: Well, it's archaeology, though. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to pick it up and level to 400 something just so you can get that item, so that's fine. All right. You know. Um then I did a little bit more I did I did most of that just by running around Pandaria, um, solving artifacts and then uh getting the restored ones and trading in for Nerubian and then solving it. It really didn't take me very long. Hmm. So
0: I found a really cool spot in um uh, Ice Crown area. Uh that spawns these level eighty undead guys like it's a constant spawning of them okay and there's that i don't know i guess based on the tooltip that the gorilla in a bubble might drop from them because that any creature that's 78 to 80 oh okay and uh so i spent like uh probably 30 minutes just blowing those guys up.
2: they're constantly spawning was it that area that for the argent tournament you used to have to go there as one of your dailies and you'd get on the horse there?
0: No, I don't think so. Okay, um, It's at the top of a path. That's all I remember. Okay. It's like by some long bridges and ice crown. It's at the top, and they're just constantly spawning there. And there's a, there an a, a quote-unquote elite that spawns there too, but mm-hmm. oh well. Might have been elite in a day. But, um, you yeah, know, I didn't get anything on that one. I, just, it was, just, I was there for a while. I was like, eh.
2: Yeah, I had to farm a little longer for that one. Yeah. yeah.
0: And that's just more like, an, eh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then I went over killed. Oh, you know what's cool is I went over to the uh, the Valkyrs, the big the big gals, right? And I was killing them. They have this Proto Drake over there that that's by this big orange acid lake, and it's called a Blighted Proto Drake. Ooh! And it's the same basic model as like the green Proto Drake you get from the Oracles, except he's like this really whitish color with kind of like like sore spores. on He looks really just. Sickly, yeah, <laughs> but he looks really cool. And I'm kind of sad that to my knowledge, he's not a mount you can get in the game, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, he was cool. He was like one shot on them, too, <laughs> but they didn't drop nothing either. But I owed them, <laughs> them Valkyrs, some uh, some some one shots, damn, for yeah. me back yeah, in the game, yeah, especially when he had turned into them. Remember that quest you had to turn into Valkyrie and run oh, out yeah. and do, yeah. That was really cool for me because you go from a, you know, at that time I was a gnome, and then I, I think I've done it as a, as, a, as a goblin as well. It's always kind of cool to turn into those big creatures and stuff. So if you guys went back and checked out any of uh, the disguises, let us know. Let us know how your adventures are progressing in the world of Warcraft.
2: Looking for raid? Raiding etiquette.
0: Raiding arguably what Blizzard considers in-game content was made more accessible to casual players with the introduction of looking for raid groups in patch 4.3. While LFR can be a landmine to navigate through, we think things could be made just a little bit easier with an overall revisiting of how people should conduct themselves while in a raid group.
2: So the first rule is to show up as prepared as possible. For your tune, that means having... Flask, food, being equipped, gemmed, enchanted, reforged. You don't have to spend a ton of gold on this, but it's better to have an enchant on all of your gear that you can, even if it's not the top tier, than to have nothing. You need to make sure that you're personally prepared. Make sure you're not going to have interruptions. Make sure that you've timed your stuff right so that you're ready to go and don't have things pulling you away. And, of course, your computer. Make sure your add-ons are updated. Uh, Any software that needs to be installed is done before you get pulled into the dungeon.
0: Another tip is to be sure you listen to the raid group. A lot of times in LFR, somebody will step up and kind of make themselves the de facto leader of the group, kind of instructing people on what to do, how to do things. Pay attention to them. Pay attention to what they're asking people to do. Um, You may need to turn down other sounds on your system, like if if they say, hey, everybody, let's jump into Mumble, or let's jump into uh, TeamSpeak, or let's jump into Ventrilo, whatever they're using, whatever software they might be using, which is we should have updated, because Freckleface just said that, to have your computer ready. You may need to turn down other sounds and other distractions so you can actually hear people if they're talking to you. And you want to eliminate any other distractions that might be in your immediate area on your computer or anywhere else just to make sure that you are focused on your task at hand.
2: Volunteer any relevant information to your raid group. Is it your first time seeing an encounter? Do you prefer a particular role in a fight? Or are you really terrible at a particular mechanic and should just never be trusted with that?
0: I'm, I'm that way sometimes. <laughs> hey, do not put me new.
2: <laughs> do you know you always die at a particular point?
0: Well, And that was what happened to me. If you remember, well, I I, I know I talked about it on this year, but anybody who was raiding with me during Mogushan um, Vaults, I could not see a particular effect that one of the bosses did on the ground, and I was always standing in it. Even though everybody else was running, I'm like, oh, people are running. I should run. I wouldn't be able to catch up with them in time. And I'd always die on that mechanic 100% of the time. 100% success rate of dying on that. And so I got to the point where I would tell people I die here because I can't see the effect. And then when um when they went to like the next patch, remember I remember I was complaining about everything going into slow motion right. and the kaleidoscope or the slideshow of wow and I was getting really as when they updated something that no longer supported my video card. So I ended up getting a whole new computer. I ran back to Moker's Falls. vaults. Look, I can see that thing on the ground that was always killing me. It, it, no wonder. Okay, so it made sense. So, yeah, if you know that, let people know.
2: Mine is the eyeball fight with the maze in a throwing the thunder. Oh,
0: man. Yeah.
2: I am fine if they put a marker on somebody. I can follow that marker. But do you expect me where it's like pointing in one direction and then you're supposed to go somewhere else and then follow his maze? No. <laughs> I nope.
0: die. I die there a lot, die. too. I I think I survived that like twice. Not not a lot. <laughs> know your roles and responsibilities per fight. If you have interrupts or dispels or you have crowd control, anything that might be particular that your class has, if you can use those in a fight, you need to know when to use them in a fight. Now, if you have an add-on like DBM or VEM, they'll actually tell you interrupt this character. But don't just go interrupt them. Make sure you're the one that's supposed to interrupt them. A lot of times it requires coordination. Hey, I know this uh, this particular guy here, he does this thing and needs to be interrupted. I got first interrupt, you get second interrupt. Cool? Cool. So you talk that out with somebody else so you understand the coordination that's happening. Because if you both go over there and you both interrupt, then one of you's just wasted an interrupt. That might be helpful later on in the fight.
2: You know, as a hunter, I could have a bloodlust at my disposal or a battle res, depending on what pet I have.
0: Sure, and I've heard you ask raid leaders before, do you want a Bloodlust or do you want a Battle Res?
2: No, I never want the same thing the Hunter, though.
0: But you ask them, and they I do ask. And they always forget, they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, get your get your Quillen pet out. We can use that. That's the Battle Res one, right? Exactly. Perfect. Yes, that's cool.
2: Now, if you can Battle Res, don't do so without asking. It's one of those things that you feel like you're being helpful. Hey, the guy's dead, I Battle Resed him. But in the encounters, you're limited to only so many per fight, which means once you've used them to the next person that dies, they're going to you know, be floor tanking for the rest of the fight. Right. So make sure that you have direction or that you really know what you're doing before you waste that battle res.
0: Yeah, that's another one you want to talk to each other about. You know, hey, if the tank dies, who's got first res? You know, or one of the things I do, especially in, in, in LFR... As a warlock, I can battle rest. I look at the DPS chart. Someone dies, I have a thing called a DK death notice, I think it's the name of the add-on, and it plays a sound when somebody dies. So when I hear somebody dies, I look over, okay, this is that person's name, I look over my DPS meter. If they're not top 10, they're not getting battle rest. Unless somebody goes, hey, pick up so-and-so. All right, I'll rest them because you've asked me to. You know, the caveat is if it's a healer and the healer's just gone down, I will I will battle as the healer after getting, you know, hey, I'm battle as a healing, but again, objection. Nope, okay, battle as a healer. So that's another one you want to talk through.
2: Don't call people names, be accusatory, or otherwise degrading to other people when bad things happen. You're going to wipe in an LFR. Just expect it and learn from it. What can you do better or differently? There's a big difference between saying tank, you suck in saying, Tank, you were in the wrong presence for a, mm. a death knight. You need to switch your presence. You need to use this mechanic or this spell more often. See, one is just accusatory. It's name-calling. It doesn't help the situation. It doesn't help a new person learn. Fail, Tank. Pretty much. Whereas, <laughs> you know, a specific piece of advice, something they can go off of. Makes a big difference.
0: If you can contribute to the group outside of combat, do so. If you've got a portal, if you're a mage or you're somebody else that can cast a portal, like have a you have one of the C's or something, use that. At the end of the fight. At the end of the not the fight, but the end of the, the whole raid group, you know. If you want to do that, do that people can get back to main city somewhere. If you have a table, if you're a mage, you put down a mage table, or if you have a, a meal you can put down, or if you have a Pandaren noodle cart, you know, contribute that way to the raid group. A thing that I like that some people do is they'll drop Blinktron. And everybody can have a chance, you know, to go up to Blinktron if they haven't already for that day on any of the characters and, you know, get a Blinktron gift. And that's kind of a cool thing.
2: My biggest issue is uh, summoning for Ordos. Now, sometimes. You will not have a warlock in a group, and everyone has to make their way there. Which is fine, and sometimes there is a warlock, and they just refuse to do it. Like, the group that made me mad was the last one I was in when the warlock was there, but they were completely ignoring everyone, asking them to uh, summon everybody. And one of their friends in the group said, Summoning is a courtesy. You shouldn't expect it. My issue with that is that I do understand there is a problem when people... Cue for the raid while they're in the shrine, for example, and expect a summon and refuse to even make their way over to the court there. They just sit there and go, summon me, summon me. But at the same time, if there is a warlock in the group and they can summon people, that saves people from getting ganked on the way up. It saves them from, you know, because when you're on the bridge... You have to go past that huge molten giant and maybe sometimes cinderfall. So it saves people the risk of dying to like the fire elementals. It saves the group from those people who always like run the wrong way in the courtyard.
0: And pull all the trash. And pull all the trash.
2: (laughs) So it's not that you're asking for a summon because you're lazy. It was just it, it helps the group if you can summon everybody in.
0: I get what they're saying, but as a warlock, I've been on both sides of this fence. What I don't like is when people demand the summons. Cause then I'm like, <laughs> make an effort. Okay. But at the same time, it benefits me to summon those people because that means I get to kill Ordos faster and get to move on. Exactly. So there there's a there's a huge difference. You brought up every single reason under the sun that I will summon people to Ordos because there's too much junk that can happen along the way. Right. So it benefits me to summon them to Ordos. But if it's something else, for instance, if I am – and this happened just the other night. We were uh, in uh, Siege of Orgrimmar. Flex raid. It has one entrance and is right by the shrine. And someone's like, oh, Root, summon me. I'm like, oh, no, fly now from the shrine because you're <laughs> 30 seconds away. Right. By the time I summon and get two people to come over here to click on this for us, and then click on you, you could be right, here. Be there already.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: Fly. And uh, I, the, the leader supported me on that one. Right. So, so yeah, 100%. Two sides of that coin. But if you're an Ordos and you're a Warlock, yeah, you best be summoning.
2: Another big rule of etiquette is to be patient with others. Because you really never know what's on the other side of the screen. It could be their first time ever in a group that big. They might not know what's going on. It could be a child. It could be someone who is older and dealing with a disability.
0: That it comes 100% out of uh, what happened in our raid in the LFR that I was in, where the very first issue that cropped up, we had somebody pipe up with a whole bunch of derogatory stuff. And the guy who was kind of ra- leading the raid said, Wait, 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 wait. If you don't have anything constructive to say, you're welcome to leave the raid. And he followed it up with, If they don't know, teach. And I was like, yeah, if they don't know, teach. I like that. During this raid, I've never seen it happen before, and it was really, really interesting. In the last part of Siege of Orgrimmar, there's a tunnel that leads up to garage. And in this tunnel, there are little pockets of trash mobs that you have to kill. Most of the time, what people say is, careful with your AoE because we don't want to aggro the other groups. Because then you, you will get overwhelmed right. in that tunnel. It will be, happen very fast. This guy set up a purple marker. Don't go past the purple marker. Don't make sure your spells don't go past the purple marker. And every time we finished a group, he moved the purple marker a little further on down the tunnel. And people got it very fast. Don't pass the purple marker. And I thought that was really cool. That's smart. Yeah, that was really cool. And that was, you know, his way of being really patient with everybody in that group. And it was really cool. Big thing to remember, folks, is LFR is not the place for damage meters. I turn mine off in LFR because I—I tell you, I'm an LFR hero. My damage when I'm an LFR, I top the damage meters. But you know what? I, you know, I'm not the best guy outside of LFR. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. I get into a five-man in dungeon, I'm fantastic in there. But I get into a normal raid, and yeah, yeah I'm not topping the DPS charts. So, I don't want to give myself that false sense of, of confidence somewhere else. The other thing that I tend to notice is when people do post their DPS meters, if you ever look them up, like in the armory, they're, they're not doing so good. <laughs> I've done that. I'm like, why is this? You know, let me go look at this guy up. Oh, you're not, you haven't even completed, you know, I kind of, I don't, not to rate them against me or compare myself against them. But as far as progression in, done, in rating, they, they're zero. They've done LFR. Maybe. It's like, okay.
2: I think the place for the damage meters in LFR is when there is somebody who is not doing anything, is in they are just AFKing or just, just standing around. The damage meters can help you point that out.
0: That'll like, give you. you know, if it's being used that way, hey guys, this person, you know, they're sitting around they're AFK, here's here's my damage meter on them. You
2: know. Yeah.
0: Okay, I can see that.
2: And sometimes it helps if if the group is struggling, the damage meters can show you on average what the D P S is. So if overall there are a lot of really strong DPSs, then you know the issue is the mechanics or the healing or the tank or something like that. If you post it and there's nobody really hitting, you know, that minimum threshold, then it's like, well, that's a problem. We just have like too many people who are underperforming. So there's that. But oftentimes is posted by the person who is, you know, top in the charts or they do it as a play, as a way to demean others. Right. And there's always going to be somebody at the bottom of the list. That's just... Somebody has to be last in everything. Sure. That doesn't mean they need to be belittled.
0: No, and you make a very excellent point on that. And that was kind of what I was going with on that. that It's not the place to show off your DPS. Right, right, right. So it is used as a tool and used properly. It can be very instructive in that. So good point.
2: Also, if you die on trash mobs, run back. Don't wait to be rezzed. Because it can take a while for the people to get comp- out of combat and in that time you could have or at least gotten back in and gotten to where everyone is.
0: Especially if that's right at the start of LFR or right at start one of the segments and you're right by the door. <laughs> you know. If your option to release pops up, you hit release, yeah. you're you're back you're back in the fight. You're right. fighting again, right. right? And you're contributing in a meaningful fashion to the overall DPS is going on means everybody kills i had my little baby druid out there and i died like six times of the first trash group yeah i just kept <laughs> resing and coming back in resing and coming back i was like this is not not looking good <laughs> for for me and uh the, they, they they joked about it they're like hey Rose is back <laughs> Like, yeah ooh, Rose died again yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> are you standing and stuff i don't know what it was about that um it was it was, it was it was it just wasn't good. It's, I don't know what was going on. I was like, "Well, I'm dead again." <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so but you know what? I kept coming back. Can't fault me for coming back. That's true. You know. So, and lastly, folks, don't waste other people's time. There are up to twenty five other people in that LFR. or up to twenty four, I guess. People in there who hopefully have the same objective as you do. And they may have a limited amount of time to be there, and yet they'd be considerate about that. So we've kind of talked about stuff how to not waste people's times, like you know, resing yourself and or taking the releasing and coming back in and being prepared and not getting in and go. Oh wait, not to go gym and chant and reforge and get food. So all these things, if you are prepared for that run for that LFR, and you're not wasting time by belittling people, by yelling at people. You know, if you are contributing in a meaningful fashion, that LFR would go pretty smooth. The LFR that I was in, that this content is based on, was a difficult LFR. It was a stressful LFR. But we got through it. And we only wiped a couple times. And on Garage, we only wiped Once. And I was—we almost had him. It was a very—it was just because we weren't—we knew exactly what the problem was. We were not switching to the weapon when it drops in. Right. We weren't switching fast enough. That was the only adjustment. The guy said we need to make one small adjustment: switch to the weapon faster. That's it. Okay. Got back in. Did it? Not. I mean, it was clean. It was one of the prettiest. That that second take, flawless. One of the prettiest runs I've ever seen, but you know props. And I talked to the to that raid leader, and I and I thanked him for his patience and for his the way he conducted himself because you don't see that very often. You know, most of the time you see people leave. This isn't what I want. This, these people are fail, whatever, and they leave, and that doesn't do anything for anybody. So you know, just remember it's LFR. The biggest problem with LFR comes from the exact reason LFR was designed, to let non-hardcore players experience in-game content. What it leads to is some people with little to no experience joining an available group with a whole lot of other people with little to no experience, and it can be frustrating for everybody involved, but using an extra measure of patience and putting into practice what we just covered with all y'all today can really help you enjoy your LFR experience.
3: Hey, you want to make a little gold? I got an insider's tip for you.
2: Darkman Fair is going on right now. Carrie Hicks, the uh, strongest woman alive, as her title says. She's got some
0: awesome magna, by the way. Oh, yeah? Yes. You should go check her out. It's really good. It's one of the ones I have. I'll bring it in.
2: Okay. All right. She gives you a quest to collect 250 grizzly trophies. They are not dropped from anything in particular. They are created in your bag when you defeat at-level creatures, as in creatures that are green, yellow, or red to you, not gray. What the quest doesn't tell you explicitly is that to get these items, you have to have the Dark Moon Adventurer's Guide in your bag. There is an NPC at the top of the fair her name is Selena Darriman, it says Dark Moon Fair Information. You talk to her, she gives you a book. This guide, it stays in your bag, it lets you collect these grizzly trophies. What it also lets you collect are these quest items. Items like the Soothsayer runes, the ornate weapon, and so forth. All the description of the item says is that someone of the Darkmoon Fair might be interested in these. But it starts a quest and you turn it into Darkmoon Fair, and you get extra tickets. These items are not bind on pickup so they can be sold in the auction house. So if you pick up a Dungeon Adventurer's Guide and then you run either at level 5 man dungeons or level 90 raids there's a chance for these to drop. And only the people who have this Adventurer's Guide in their bag are eligible to roll on these items. We got it so far?
0: I'm with you so far.
2: Okay, now here's the kicker.
0: All right, kick it.
2: These items do not just drop during the fair. They drop whenever you have the Adventurer's Guide in your backpack.
0: They have a chance to drop.
2: Chance to drop, sure. So, just because you turn in this quest, or if you decide not to do this quest at all, you still want to pick up a, a copy of the Avengers Guide and keep it in your bag, especially if you run a lot of dungeons.
0: Alright, so I've got a copy of this. It's been sitting in my bag. I, from time to time, I get the Soothsayer runes, and I don't really play a lot of uh, Dark Moon Faire stuff. So, what am I supposed to do with those runes?
2: Well, if you don't want to turn them in for items, which there are a lot of stuff you can get. You can get, you can use it to upgrade an heirloom item from level 80 to level 85. You can use it for t items. You can use it for mounts for pets. Um, there's a couple of toys in there as well. If none of that appeals to you or you've bought everything, you can always just sell those quest items on the auction house. The trick to doing that is knowing when... Demand is high and supply is low. And that is always going to be at the very beginning of the fair. Because you have those enthusiasts who log on Sunday and just want to get as many tickets as possible. So they will go and buy out the auction house. Ah, very true. The thing is that most people who are selling them will get them at some point during the fair and will put them up midweek. So... On a Sunday, it starts out when demand is very high, supply is very low, and as the week progresses, supply gets higher, demand gets lower. True. So the price gets lower.
0: So you have to know when the Dark Moon Fair is coming into town.
2: Right. Which is always the first Sunday of the month.
0: And you want to post it on the first Saturday of the month.
2: So that it is already in the auction house.
0: When Sunday rolls around. When Sunday
2: rolls around. That's smart. That's what I always do for all the holiday item stuff. You know, anytime I need to sell the small eggs, or the milk, or whatever you need for different quest items for the holidays, always make sure they are in the auction house before the event starts yeah. to get the highest price.
0: Hey, flash update! That has passed four thousand on my fire sale.
2: Congrats! <laughs> Thanks. Were you checking your auctions during our Auction House segment? (laughs) That's the
0: best time to check the auctions. (laughs) Of course.
2: (laughs) Well, that is a great way to monitor it as well. I mean, Sundays are the best day to sell that. If you have multiples, for example, you want to at least put one in the Auction House, and then you can always check on it once it's sold. Because it could be that there's three in the Auction House on Saturday night. They all get bought. And then you want to make sure you're there to put the rest of yours up. Right. After that.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool. I, like I said, I've got them. I think I just keep them. I don't know what I do with them. Oh, I sell them. But I think I put yeah. them up in the auction house before, but sometimes I get them back because I wasn't thinking about when the Darkmoon Fair started.
2: Right. You, and you always want to sell them during the Darkmoon Fair. There's little to no demand for them outside of the fair, the fair week. So
0: that's probably what I was doing wrong with those. Right. So.
2: But I have made a ton of gold in my warlock doing this. Um, sometimes I don't complete the quest in, in time, sometimes I do, but either way I keep that adventurer's guide in my bag. And I am always the only one rolling on them. <laughs> so I know this is not a super common trick, right? but it's a free item, you keep it in your bag, you're eligible for loot that you wouldn't be otherwise.
0: You have to complete the quest every Darkmoon Fair, Or you just no. get it one time and you have the book forever, Right.
2: You don't even have to complete the quest. It helps you complete the quest, but you can just go to the fair. Or there's actually even somebody standing outside the fair. There's an NPC that you can just talk to and ask for the book.
0: Oh, so as long as you have the book on you. Because I've had the book on me because you mentioned quest, and I thought, am I forgetting to do a quest? But no, okay.
2: Um, I have heard reports that it does not work if it's in your bank Mm. So that could be an issue that some people are doing. They put it in their bank after the Darkmoon Fair is over, thinking, oh, I don't need that anymore. And you're not getting the benefit if you do that.
0: Right, so you want it in your bags.
2: Yes. And I'm not sure if that's a bug or if that is the intent behind it.
0: I think it's being intentional. Game theory-wise, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: You've got to you, have it
0: on you to make sense of stuff. Yeah,
2: you can't turn in quest stuff from your bank. so Yeah. yeah.
0: So, cool. Now I know why I'm not making money on those. I don't know, I think <laughs>
2: <laughs> There you go. Yeah.
0: I would have had a better Flash update if I'd known, because now the Darkmoon Faire is going, I could have sold some of those.
2: Well, now you know for next month. You just got to remember. I'm going to start <sighs> putting on our podcast calendar, Dark That's Moon right. Fair. There
0: you go. <laughs> sell, sell, your, sell your runestones now.
2: Hey, I told you last Sunday. We actually were both logged on to WoW at the same time.
0: Yeah, I'd already seen those Darkmoon Fair. In fact, I was planning on going over there because I well, wanted to- Well,
2: normally, you're like, <laughs> I missed it. It was yeah, last week. Yeah, normally it's what it
0: is. It's or it's true. like Thursday,
2: you're like, oh, I haven't been. So I thought I was being helpful.
0: <laughs> you were. No. And I was, you know, you so did like, not make
2: me feel helpful. I'm
0: sorry. You were helpful.
2: You made me feel redundant.
0: No, you were helpful. I will just already- It was one, the one time I was planning <laughs> on going there.
2: I know, freckle face. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry.
0: I wanted to go see if I could get the the rabbit. I want to get the rabbit.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah I still I haven't, want to get the I haven't done
0: the rabbit, so I want to go do the rabbit. So, But it's all right. It's good. You're listening to Hearthcast. If you're going to survive Azeroth, you better bring your A game. You better be ready. You'd better listen to the insights
1: of demonic rick
2: so root now that everyone has heard our rules of etiquette for lfr you know we need to go to the source
0: the source we need
2: to find an expert expert we need some expertise up in here up in here that's right um
0: well since i don't know any experts on etiquette how about just we bring in demonic rick
2: that sounds like an acceptable substitute all right then so, Demonic Rick, what are your rules of etiquette for LFR? My
3: first rule of etiquette for LFR is always make sure you ping the DPS charts mid fight. Just to let everyone know where they're standing. <laughs> That's helpful. Mid fight is, <laughs> is the perfect time to do that.
2: Of course.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to know, like, after a few seconds. After I popped all my cooldowns so that I can do over 100
0: DPS. (laughs) Over 100? Over 100. So wait, you pop all your cooldowns right at the start, right? And then you post your DPS meter.
2: Correct. Wow, okay, so, so to be polite, we always need to make sure that we post the damage meters right in the middle of a fight. What else should we be doing?
3: usually multiple people, because, you know, some people run scatter, some people run tiny DPS, some people run around.
2: (laughs) So if you have multiple ways to post damage meters, you should obviously post in all of them, right?
3: In raid warning. Post them in raid warning.
2: Oh, raid warning.
3: Raid warning usually is the best. That's why it pops. That's, yeah, the best.
2: What other etiquette tips do you have for us?
3: Uh... Well, it's always good to put someone on follow when you're going away mid-fight to go make yourself a sandwich, and then when you come back, just make sure that you hit the accept res button, and then do it again. You know, because you have other things to do other than playing WoW. You can't just like sit at the computer screen and, and like be expected to kill bosses and stuff.
2: And it's very important to follow your raid members so that they feel important, right?
3: Yes. Usually the raid leader, because, you know, they're the main person they should be following, right?
2: Sure. Yeah.
0: Exactly. As ranged DPS, I always like to follow the tank just to be safe. Well, I usually make sure to, to
3: follow healer. Uh, well, that way, sick. that way, if I die, I can definitely say it's the healer's fault.
0: Well, also, if you die, you're right there. They can just res you.
3: Exactly. So, and my third rule of etiquette is if you're a priest, always make sure you life grip or levitate.
0: (laughs) Levitate.
3: Levitate. (laughs) Everyone loves when you levitate them. I know. It's the bomb diggity. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Totally.
0: (laughs) Any other uh, uh, general etiquette tips you got for us there, uh, demonic? Uh,
3: I think think that that would be it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, levitate, life grip. Damage meters, follow, and then always accept the res.
3: Of course. But, like, can't forget, of course, it, if you die, it wasn't your fault. It was everyone else's. Naturally. Yeah. yeah. I always blame the, the hunter.
2: Oh. <laughs> I, I
3: do. Is the hunter always freckle face? Because that's pretty
0: valid if it was
2: oh, I don't
0: think if Freck and I have raided together in a long time, so...
2: Yeah, but you'd still blame me anyway. I did. You
0: weren't even in the instance that one
2: time. (laughs) You're like, what?
0: I'm not even in your group. Oh. Sorry, (laughs)
2: Freckleface. I did. totally did. She's like
0: sitting on the couch and she's like, what? She wouldn't even hundred, her. She's like on some other tune on some other server. (laughs) She's like, what? Wait, I'm not even in your group. I'm like, oh, sorry. Well, Rick, uh, we will definitely put your rules of of etiquette to uh to practice as i as I am pretty sure a lot of people already have mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> see how far <laughs> that gets them in uh <laughs> World of Warcraft.
3: Mm-hmm. It, it normally gets me past at least the, the first boss.
2: Oh okay, <laughs>
0: till people figure it out. <laughs> I get pass the trash <laughs> at least. Well, tell people how they can find out more about you, your comedy, your stand-up, and anything else you're doing up there in the great land of Canada, sir. Uh, well, you can follow me on the Twitter, at
3: Demonic Rick. But if you have the Facebook, and if you live anywhere in British Columbia, you can follow my comedy at Richard Harlow Comedy on Facebook.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for stopping by the show tonight and sharing your insights with us, as you always do.
3: Of course. Good night, everyone.
0: Well, that about does it for episode number 226 of HearthCast, LFR Etiquette. Remember to use our tips and not demonic ricks to improve your overall LFR experience.
2: Here's what we're looking forward to. Our next event for the Orlando WoW Meetup group is going to be on July 18th at 6.30pm. That's over at Firkin and Kegler near Waterford Lakes. We are also looking for our next contestant for our HearthCast AOE. So if you want to play around, just let us know. It only takes about 20 minutes of your time. We are here in the studio between about 6 and 9 p.m. Eastern on Mondays. And remember, you don't have to be exactly right to win.
0: And remember, folks, if you defeat either Freckleface or myself, you will win a one-year premium curse subscription to update all your add-ons, just like I do and Freckleface does. It just takes care of it, and it's fantastic. Uh, It's a no-brainer. You curse open, it does it all for you. So it's worth it. Study up, and you'll be the proud owner of one of those. Want to give a special shout-out to all of our friends and followers on Twitter and Facebook, all the social media. You go check us out over there. Freck, and I you posted that, that picture of, uh, of your-
2: My gnome upgrade. Yeah,
0: the gnome upgrade with the freaky eyeballs. <laughs> That's on Facebook. Yeah, I think you put it on Twitter, too. You put it around. So go check that out. If you have some time, stop over by the WoW Podcast subreddit at uh, wowpodcastsplural.reddit.com. Check out all the current uh, WoW podcasts that are out there. If you know of others that you want added, just uh, let us know. We'll add those to that podcast subreddit. Be sure also to go give the folks over at Vote to Kick some love. Remember, that is an explicit podcast, but they're darn funny. So go give them some love from HearthCast. And as we close the show, we want to thank all of you for listening.
2: You can be part of next week's show by sending us your questions, comments, or any other feedback. Send an email to podcast at hearthcast.com. You can tweet me at hearthcastfreck or root at hearthcastroot. You can like our Facebook page or even send us a voice message on hearthcast.com using SpeakPipe. No registration or installation required.
0: A big thank you to our friends over to Open read for everything they do. You can find HearthCast on iTunes, Stitcher, or just drop our RSS feed into your favorite podcasting app. Until next time, this has been Root.
2: And Freckleface.
0: For HearthCast.com. Oh, yeah.
1: Hello, everybody. It's Broadway Blues with another episode of Aspect of the Daddy, where we talk about toddlers, technology, and Tylenol. I've got a very special guest today. His name is Caleb. Do you want to say hi? Okay, Caleb, today we have a new app from Disney Junior called Doc McStuffins. Time for your checkup. You want to go ahead and push the button? The doc is in. All right, Doc McStuffins is based on the same... Disney Junior show, where you have Doc, along with Hallie Lambie and the rest of her friends, which are all stuffed animals. So basically, Doc is a savant when it comes to figuring out what's wrong with these animals. So, basically, all kids like to pretend to play doctor, and so you've got quite a few different tools to investigate each little animal, and the kid can drag the uh, instrument, the blood pressure cuff, the magnifying glass, the tongue depressor, over to the little animal. And if you've ever watched the show, she comes up with a diagnosis, and from there, you're pretty much set. The game itself is pretty easy, it's just click and drag. There's a couple of different modes to use, so you can actually diagnose what's wrong with the animal, or you can swap out the animal parts, right? Sometimes animals get their arms and legs all mixed up, and you have to figure out which one it has to go on, right? And there's a big book of boo-boos, if you're familiar with the show you know what that is. Overall, the app is $5, and Caleb's gotten a lot of fun out of it. Um, There are a couple little things with the app. Sometimes when you're trying to uh, figure out what's wrong with the animal, and you drag something over, like a tongue depressor, over to the animal, it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what spot you're supposed to be using the instrument on. So what ends up happening is you kind of swipe your fingers all over the screen trying to find that one spot that the app's looking for. Other than that, the uh, app is really well put together. It's lots of fun. Uh, It's educational and based off of the show. So if your child's ever seen Doc McStuffins on Disney Junior, uh, he or she will feel right at home. Do you like it? Uh Uh-huh. Do you want to tell anybody about it? No? Well, Caleb really likes it, and uh, that's another episode of Aspect of the Daddy. If you want to reach me, Aspect of the com. I'm on Twitter at Broadway Blues. Or you can send me an email, John at Aspect of the Until next week, we'll see you later. Are you done? Yeah.